Financial Committees Public Accounts Committee This committee was set up first in 1921 under the provisions of the Government of India Act of 1919 and has since been in existence. At present, it consists of 22 members, 15 from the Lok Sabha and 7 from the Rajya Sabha. The members are elected by the parliament every year from amongst its members according to the principle of proportional representation by means of the single transferable vote. Thus, all parties get due representation in it. The term of office of the members is one year. A minister cannot be elected as a member of the committee. The chairman of the committee is appointed from amongst its members by the speaker. Until 1966, 67, the chairman of the committee belonged to the ruling party. However, since 1967 a convention has developed whereby the chairman of the committee is selected invariably from the opposition. The function of the committee is to examine the annual audit reports of the Controller and Auditor General of India, CAG, which are laid before the Parliament by the President. The CAG submits three audit reports to the President, namely, Audit Report on Appropriation Accounts, Audit Report on Finance Accounts and Audit Report on Public Undertakings. The committee examines public expenditure not only from legal and formal point of view to discover technical irregularities but also from the point of view of economy, prudence, wisdom, and propriety to bring out the cases of waste, loss, corruption, extravagance, inefficiency and nugatory expenses. In more detail, the functions of the committee are 1. To examine the appropriation accounts and the finance accounts of the union government and any other accounts laid before the Lok Sabha. The appropriation accounts compare the actual expenditure with the expenditure sanctioned by the parliament through the Appropriation Act, while the finance accounts shows the annual receipts and disbursements of the union government. 2. In scrutinizing the appropriation accounts and the audit report of CAG on it, the committee has to satisfy itself that a the money that has been dispersed was legally available for the applied service or purpose. b. The expenditure conforms to the authority that governs it. c. Every reappropriation has been made in accordance with the related rules. 3. To examine the accounts of state corporations, trading concerns, and manufacturing projects and the audit report of CAG on them, except those public undertakings which are allotted to the Committee on Public Undertakings. 4. To examine the accounts of autonomous and semi-autonomous bodies, the audit of which is conducted by the CAG. 5. To consider the report of the CAG relating to the audit of any receipt or to examine the accounts of stores and stocks. 6. To examine the money spent on any service during a financial year in excess of the amount granted by the Lok Sabha for that purpose. In the fulfillment of the above functions, the committee is assisted by the CAG. In fact, the CAG acts as a guide, friend, and philosopher of the committee. On the role played by the committee, Ashik Chanda, who himself has been a CAG of India, observed, over a period of years, the committee has entirely fulfilled the expectation that it should develop into a powerful force in the control of public expenditure. It may be claimed that the traditions established and conventions developed by the Public Accounts Committee conform to the highest traditions of a parliamentary democracy. 5. However, the effectiveness of the role of the committee is limited by the following. a. It is not concerned with the questions of policy in broader sense. b. It conducts a post-mortem examination of accounts, 
showing the expenditure already incurred. c. It cannot intervene in the matters of day-to-day -day administration. d. Its recommendations are advisory and not binding on the ministries. e. It is not vested with the power of disallowance of expenditures by the departments. f. It is not an executive body and hence, cannot issue an order. Only the Parliament can take a final decision on its findings. Estimates Committee The origin of this committee can be traced to the Standing Financial Committee set up in 1921. The first Estimates Committee in the post-independence era was constituted in 1950 on the recommendation of John Mathai, the then Finance Minister. Originally, it had 25 members but in 1956 its membership was raised to 30. All the 30 members are from Lok Sabha only. The Rajya Sabha has no representation in this committee. These members are elected by the Lok Sabha every year from amongst its own members, according to the principles of proportional representation by means of a single transferable vote. Thus, all parties get due representation in it. The term of office is one year. A minister cannot be elected as a member of the committee. The chairman of the committee is appointed by the speaker from amongst its members and he is invariably from the ruling party. The function of the committee is to examine the estimates included in the budget and suggest economies in public expenditure. Hence, it has been described as a continuous economy committee. In more detail, the functions of the committee are 1. To report what economies, improvements in organization, efficiency, and administrative reform consistent with the policy underlying the estimates, can be affected. 2. To suggest alternative policies in order to bring about efficiency and economy in administration. 3. To examine whether the money is well laid out within the limits of the policy implied in the estimates. 4. To suggest the form in which the estimates are to be presented to Parliament. The committee shall not exercise its functions in relation to such public undertakings as are allotted to the Committee on Public Undertakings. The committee may continue the examination of the estimates from time to time, throughout the financial year and report to the House as its examination proceeds. It shall not be incumbent on the committee to examine the entire estimates of any one year. The demands for grants may be finally voted despite the fact that the committee has made no report. However, the effectiveness of the role of the committee is limited by the following. a. It examines the budget estimates only after they have been voted by the Parliament, and not before that. b. It cannot question the policy laid down by the Parliament. c. Its recommendations are advisory and not binding on the ministries. d. It examines every year only certain selected ministries and departments. Thus, by rotation, it would cover all of them over a number of years. e. It lacks the expert assistance of the CAG which is available to the Public Accounts Committee. f. Its work is in the nature of a post-mortem. Committee on Public Undertakings This committee was created in 1964 on the recommendation of the Krishna Menon Committee. Originally, it had 15 members, 10 from the Lok Sabha and 5 from the Rajya Sabha. However, in 1974, its membership was raised to 22, 15 from the Lok Sabha and 7 from the Rajya Sabha. The members of this committee are elected by the parliament every year from amongst its own members according to the principle of proportional representation by means of a single transferable vote. 
Thus, all parties get due representation in it. The term of office of the members is one year. A minister cannot be elected as a member of the committee. The chairman of the committee is appointed by the speaker from amongst its members who are drawn from the Lok Sabha only. Thus, the members of the committee who are from the Rajya Sabha cannot be appointed as the chairman. The functions of the committee are 1. To examine the reports and accounts of public undertakings. 2. To examine the reports of the Controller and Auditor General on public undertakings. 3. To examine, in the context of autonomy and efficiency of public undertakings, whether the affairs of the public undertakings are being managed in accordance with sound business principles and prudent commercial practices. 4. To exercise such other functions vested in the Public Accounts Committee and the Estimates Committee in relation to public undertakings which are allotted to it by the Speaker from time to time. The committee is not to examine and investigate any of the following. I. Matters of major government policy as distinct from business or commercial functions of the public undertakings. 2. Matters of day-to-day -day administration. 3. Matters for the consideration of which machinery is established by any special statute under which a particular public undertaking is established. Further, the effectiveness of the role of the committee is limited by the following. A. It cannot take up the examination of more than 10 to 12 public undertakings in a year. B. Its work is in the nature of a post-mortem. C. It does not look into technical matters as its members are not technical experts. D. Its recommendations are advisory and not binding on the ministries.